Welcome to Finding Your Voice After 40, a weekly podcast that includes interviews with multicultural women and men over the age of 40 who have gone from ordinary to extraordinary living. I am your host, Kenya McGuire-Johnson, and as an artist, educator, and certified health, wellness, and mindset coach, my goal is to share incredible interviews and stories of people you may know or you may not know who are reclaiming and renewing their lives. Whether you're over 40 or not quite there yet, each week you will be inspired to thrive and not simply survive. Remember, change is inevitable, but growth is optional. To learn more about our amazing self-care and wellness holistic services, head on over to www.findingyourvoiceafter40.com or to get bonus episodes, head over to our Patreon and become a subscriber at patreon.com slash findingyourvoice. Hello and welcome back to Finding Your Voice After 40. This is your host, Kenya. And I'm excited to be back as usual. We are all the way to episode 15. My goodness, that's a bit crazy. That means we've had about 15 weeks together. (laughs) I'm excited to bring this episode to you as we are rounding up, getting near to the end of 2022. This episode is titled Creating Paths to Joy and Success. And it's an interview with an extremely dear friend of mine, more than friend, uh, definitely family to me. I consider him a brother um, and just a, a really dear soul in my life. That is Kendall Duffy. And yes, you absolutely want to dig into this. This is a part of our Art Voices Matter series. Kendall is very much the creative and very much... Um, the executive and entrepreneur and just a really, um, you know, what you hear in this episode is who Kendall is. He is light. He is positivity. He vibrates incredibly high, very high achiever at the same time, um, very dedicated to having a life that is amazing. And um, if you just need some inspiration to, to go towards your joy, to create different pathways to different levels of success, whether it's within creativity or outside of that, you're going to love this episode. So, but before we dig in, I did want to um, announce we have a special holiday, um, I think almost giveaway <laughs> that we're doing in Finding Your Voice Health and Wellness, which is my boutique service. Um, where I do, where I curate experiences, whether they are virtual experiences or in-person experiences in the form of retreats um, or workshops. Um, Right now we are running a really, and and this is probably, you know, we're definitely carrying it through the holidays, but I want, we're building our community, um, and this is specifically for women, for multicultural women, um, creating safe spaces for us to do our healing work and our transformational work and our physical health work and our emotional health work. And so on Patreon, if you go to patreon.com slash finding your voice, we have a new membership tier called VIP Thrive Tribe. 
And we have decided that we want to offer a trial period for people to try out the services, um, to test it out, to see if it's something that they really want to invest and get more into. And while we are not making this a free trial, it's only $1. Yes. <laughs> so for $1, it's a, it's a $1.30 day trial period to just try out um, the services. And because it's the holidays, we're actually, because we're not having our real big first mini retreat, which is a part of that membership, um, that won't be happening until January. So this is the deal. If you sign up now for that $1, um, we will extend that through the end of January 31st, okay? Um, if you want to lock in a lower rate, though, with that, if you're like, nah, I know I need this monthly uh, virtual mini retreat where we get together virtually and we will do um, check-ins, we will do an educational topic related to decreasing inflammation in the body um, and or de-stressing. We'll also do meditation. We'll do um, some self-care journaling. Um, all of this is a part of a monthly experience that I curate with um, my team and I facilitate. So if that sounds like, oh, you definitely want to do that for the year of 2023, then you can subscribe for our monthly um, level, which is just $19.99 right now if you sign up now. That will go up at the beginning of the year. Or if you just want to test it out first before you commit, I get that. It's new. Um, when we talk about our personal health and sharing that in community, that can be sometimes challenging, um, but it's so rewarding. I promise you it's so rewarding. So we do have that available for just a $1 sign up. So if you are curious about that, want to learn more, go to patreon.com slash finding your voice. And there's all kinds of goods that come along with that um, in addition to that monthly mini retreat experience. All right. It is Thursday. So we have our hashtag Thursday Thrive quote. Here it is. I deserve to be treated with love and respect. Mm. Y'all see how simple these quotes are? <laughs> we'll say it again. I deserve to be treated with love and respect. So reflect on these questions. What does it mean to be treated with love and respect? Do I get this from the people with whom I surround myself? Mm, let's say that again. What does it mean to be treated with love and respect? Do I get this from the people with whom I surround myself? So that's some food for thought to keep you thriving, keep you moving. Again, this is an amazing, beautiful, inspiring episode with Kendall Duffy as a part of our Art Voices Matter series creating paths to joy and success. Hello and welcome Kendall Duffy. Good grief. Hello, Kenya. <laughs> we have so many inside jokes and I, I have to say this. I, there's no way I'm going to start this interview without first just being like, oh my God. I, I have not seen you. This is awful. We don't get to see each other like we usually or we used to see each other uh, prior to COVID and stuff. But 
we still kind of see each other on social media and we text and we, you know, make sure each other live, but how are you? Absolutely splendid. Like I'm doing fabulous. Yes. Doing great. (laughs) Doing great. Well, I am going, Kendall has, this is Kendall Duffy and he has so many things that I know he's going to talk to us and share about this life after 40 because he is making his life magical. It appears at least, you know, you know, social media, you'd be <laughs> glamming it up and stuff, but no, I know him personally and we're going to dig more into how we know each other in a moment. But Kendall, before I have like my first question, I'm actually going to read something to you about you. Okay. And so I just want you to listen. So this is the way that I let the guests kind of formally get to know you. But uh, so sit back and listen. Um, Kendall Duffy is a seasoned music producer, radio promotions executive, one half of the soul R&B duo Cloud Nine, the VP, vice president of D3 Entertainment Group, a strategic marketing management, radio promotions and music production company and CEO founder of Deep Sea Vegan LLC, a plant-based eatery in Nashville, Tennessee. And no, I'm not done. Here I go. This is the last thing because I told y'all he does a lot. Here we go. Kendall has worked with various artists in various genres, and always strives on having a consistent thread of quality and musical integrity with everything he touches. The recording artists he has worked with include, but are not limited to by any means, uh, recording gospel artist Vicky Yohei, soul and jazz songstress and recording artist Mesa Leek, smooth jazz flutist or flautist, some people say Althea Renee, Grammy Award winner CeCe Winans, Mitchell Jones of Commissioned, Pastor Marvin Wyans, uh, Winans, God, don't mess up Marvin, Marvin Winans' name, can you? Smooth jazz saxophonist Kirk Whalem, Grammy Award winning producer Sanchez Harley, and a host of independent artists, including yours truly. <laughs> So that is a very abbreviated, a very, he actually provided me an even more abbreviated, but I was like, no, I I got to include some more stuff. So Kendall, tell me, what did it feel like hearing that about yourself? Well, I I think it's very befitting to the theme of the podcast, you know, life after 40. It's kind of funny because, you know, as you're growing up, I think you see things so differently and I believe life gets sweeter if you're doing the right things and if you're walking in purpose, life gets sweeter um, later in life. And I think 40 is a great time um, for us to really start to discover who we are. Um, and I'll also add, as you were uh, reading some of that, um, and I'm just saying this candidly and honestly, like working with you was a real highlight. I mean, I, I've worked with a lot of notable people and, and independent artists, which I love. Um, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say this because I don't want people to think I'm, I'm just saying it because it's, it's the right thing to say. <laughs> but I think that sometimes you, you work with an artist, you meet someone, and you have a certain type of synergy, musical synergy and chemistry that is not always found. I mean, it, it may always be a good situation, but it's not always the type of synergy and energy that you and I found and connected. And so, yeah. and so I'm saying that honestly. And yeah. so, um, it was a real joy um, working with you, um, helping you to develop uh, the, the sound and just being a part of your journey was a joy for me. So I just wanted to say that. Ah, 
This is why I said, guys, okay, we only have like 40 minutes, but this dude, it was because of you and not just to kind of do a gushing party over each other, but it was because of you that my music career actually really took off. If it, you are literally the, you were the key to ignite that or the lighter or whatever that is to ignite the next level. And, you know, I prayed about it. I sat still for it. Um, I was very intentional. I took a whole 40 day kind of not a fast per se, but like a fast from social media and distractions because I'm like, I got to meet someone who's going to really help my music career go to the next level. And then you appeared. Well, so, a, qu a, a quick segue, shout out to Kathy Carroll, one of yes. my music industry friends that I've known for a long time, who was a former uh, executive at Epic Records, um, the label of Michael Jackson and tons of other artists. And I believe yeah. she in some way like either heard you or and then kind of knew my vibe and connected us. Yeah. And so Kathy Carroll, um, which is why it's so important to have great relationships, because yes. oftentimes it takes a little bit of, of connecting dots for things to happen. So that's how yeah. our connection uh, was established through Kathy Carroll, one of my yeah. uh, industry friends and, and long, long, long time music industry executives. Yeah, no, Kathy was, she was, yes, she was the person who, and I got it connected to her through another relationship that I have here in Chicago, a very dear friend of mine by the name of John Hill, who knows like everyone and was like, you need to get connected to her. And she did. She said, you know what? I love what you're doing. Um, I'm going to, she's like, I said, I really want to get to Europe. And she's like, okay, I'm going to send this out to those contacts that I think have relationships in Europe and in London. And you were on the list. So, awesome. it, and this all happened, I want everyone to hear, after the age of 40. This was not something that Kendall and I, you know, met, although we met in a weird way, we'll have to tell that story a little bit later. Um, we didn't know we met, but we did um, when we were actually teenagers, which is really hilarious. I hope we have time to talk about it. But yes, it was after our 40s. I was in my 40s. You were in your 40s. And that's, that's right. when this all took off. So I, I, that's why I invited you to the podcast, because music is a staple of what you do. But you do so much more. And, and you're included in our Art Voices Matter series, because I think other artists and non-artists need to hear your story. So, so my first question for you, because we could go on and on about each other. So we're, I'm going to ask a question, but, you know, prior to being 40, what was life like as an artist for you prior to this kind of stage of life that is doing what, give us some, give us some details or some sure. snapshots. What was it like? Sure. Um, it, it was definitely a journey um, that I've been on most of my adult life. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of times people don't always understand that there's really no such thing as an overnight success. Most overnight successes are about 20 to 25 years in the making. And so prior to 40, Kenya, um, I was on the same journey that eventually got me to where, where I am now and where I was at 40, meaning that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew what I wanted to do from a very young age. And so um, I pursued that um, with, with a lot of intentionality and it was a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, uh, I actually moved to London at one time around 1999 for a couple of years and um, worked in studios. And it was a very um, developmental part of my life, personally and musically, just kind of stepping out on my own, going to a foreign mm -hmm. country by myself um, mm -hmm. and figuring things out. So um, 
basically prior to 40, it was just on this path, on this journey, <laughs> on this highway, um, yeah. knowing where I'm going and not ever feeling like I wouldn't get there, but just going through whatever the detours and, 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 you know, different routes and ups and downs that, that were there uh, to get yeah. me where I am. And I think when you do that, you have a much, much more fonder appreciation um, mm. when you, when you, when you reach a certain level in life, you really, really appreciate it more when you um, go through all those things that at that time feels, feel, feel like setbacks and disappointments, mm. which maybe they are, but I think they're also character building. They're also the things that when you get to a certain place beyond 40 and certain level of success, that are the things that will never break you and will, will never move you, move you from, mm. from the winds that are sure to come. Those are the things that ground you. And so that's why I'm grounded. Yeah. Listen, Kendall is he, you are the most grounded. I think you are the most grounded person I know. And, and when I say that, I don't say that in like a joke, like he's, you know, you shared with me your pathway of moving out of the country and just being pretty much at like the lowest of like, I've got to make a shift. I've got to make a shift and just yeah. having a dime in your pocket and just taking a leap of faith and, sure. you know, getting, you know, literally walking the streets of a country that you don't even, you know, know, just so that somebody would hopefully, you know, recognize your gifts and, and give you an opportunity. And um, yeah, it, it was, and it was a really special one. I don't want to have to, you know, spend all our time talking about it, but that's how you got connected with Bluey from Incognito. And those of you who that's are correct. true music heads, we all bow to Bluey from Incognito because he's a phenomenal um, musician and, and person. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want us to forward a little bit because I just, in your bio, I just said a whole bunch of things and people are probably like, okay, wait, how he go from music producer and then radio promotions and then chef. And then, you know, like what in <laughs> the world? So yeah. I, I mean, without taking all our time, you said yeah. you knew what it is that you wanted to do, but did you see all of that coming on well, the horizon? Well, I'm gonna say this in, a, in a kind of an abbreviated way, yes. And, and, and I'll say that like this. So my mother, who, who's now passed away, but my mother was a chef. All she ever did for, for her adult life was she worked as a chef and she worked as a musician. My mother poured into me in both of those areas. And one thing my mom always told me is that, you know, you have a very rare gift, Kendall, and you'll probably be the guy that gets married late in life because you're so driven. And guess what? She was right because I'm still not married. <laughs> it's another That's story. a whole but, other story, but go ahead. <laughs> but, but so, and she also said to me that if you learn how to cook, you'll always have a job. And so um, mm -hmm. when it comes to being creative, Kenya, you know, music spills over into other areas of creativity. Um, creating food, creating culinary dishes is a creative prowess. It's, it's a creative opening. It's a creative gateway to a creative mind. And so mm -hmm. it's just another path of mine that still taps into that creative side of me. Music is something I will always do. It's my first love. It's something that I'm not departed from. It's funny how you know, you look at all of the, I guess, mainstream, if you will, um, mm -hmm. talent out, music talent out there. Um, 
everyone is doing multiple things, be it, <laughs> be, be it, uh, uh, you know, clothing lines, be it, um, alcoholic beverage lines, be it, yes. uh, headphones, be it, I mean, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And so there's nothing, uh, you, you know, Kevin Hart just launched a vegan restaurant. I mean, so, so I think that we're, we're, we're at a time Kenya in the world where, it's a good thing when you are not one dimensional, you know, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're departing from something. It just means that you're opening up another part of your life. And the beauty of this for me is that as a musical person, as a creative person, musically on the music side of it, sometimes you need a segue and a break to kind of mm. digest and kind of, kind of, you know, take a, take a break from that, especially when you've been, inundated, which I have for the last 20 years in this industry. And to be honest with you, Kenya, this break has like <laughs> really, when I say break, I mean, just delving into another area, which is the food mm -hmm. and beverage we'll, we'll talk about later, has really given me a lot of creative uh, <laughs> juice. Like yeah. the world is going to be like really excited because it's like anything. It's like if, you, if you've been running for a long time and you stop and, and, and let your muscles rest. Yes. You know, or, yes. or like the off season of, of football or basketball, you know, yeah. so, sometimes it takes that off season um, or, or that break from, from the day to day to sit back, whether you pursue something else or whether you just rest up to, to get yeah. that passion uh, and that and that creative juices, those creative juices flowing uh, at a high level again. And that's where I am on the music side now. You know what? I am so, so glad you just said all of that because for, for two main reasons, one for artists so that they understand that even though you may be pursuing music and like, oh, I just want to perform. That's just it. I just want to get on the stage and perform. I don't know really of probably any mainstream artist at this point who are just getting on the stage. You know, you it, it's it's a it's it's one because it's a very difficult thing to only do that at this point yeah. on a lot of levels. Um, but two, as creatives, you have all the, these these transitional translational skills that can translate sure. over to this to that, which is why. And so I, you know, when I'm talking to artists, and I hope artists really hear this, you know, don't be so narrow to think that the only thing you should be doing is performing sure. or recording. In fact, this gift you had have really opened you up to a lot of areas. So go explore. So thank you for, yeah. for saying that. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. those things kind of help to propel the other. Um, a funny mm -hmm. quick story, you know, um, on the food and beverage side, we were uh, catering for a new edition just recently on their on their recent 2022 culture tour and uh, got a chance to talk to Ryan DeVoe for quite a while as he was smashing our food. But one of the things <laughs> that he said, which ties right into this conversation, is that for the last seven or eight years, he's been heavily invested in the real estate industry, started mm -hmm. a real estate company, um, went to real estate school or, or took, the, took the course uh, rather, um, got his real estate license. And so he was telling me that, you know, the years that they weren't touring, which has been a long time, really, I think since this last tour, they hadn't really been as new addition. I don't I don't recall right. them doing much over the last right. six, seven, eight, ten years, maybe I mean, one offs here and there. Right. But anyway, right. what he was saying was that uh, and it showed on the tour was that the departure 
from that and focusing on real estate and just kind of life made them all so hungry. And if you saw the tour, which I did, you saw that mm-hmm. they were like, it was like a rebirth, you know, in terms of, yeah. in terms of, their, of their energy and their, and their passion. It was like, wait a minute. Hold it now because I saw them when I was 19 and they still look like the same energy and excitement and yeah. at, you know, 40, you know, 35, 40 years later. And so yeah. he was saying the same thing. I said it in a different way that that departure and focusing, focusing on real estate and family and things really got them and all the other things that each member was doing got them all like ready to jump yes. back on the stage. You yes. know what I mean? So it's always a good thing to have those outlets. You know, yeah. and, and that ability to, um, you know, to breathe um, and to, just to have that um, those breaks here and there, you know, mental yeah. breaks and just time away and also a chance to develop other parts of who you are. Don't cheat the world of all the gifts you have inside of you. Absolutely. Bless the world with those gifts. <laughs> Absolutely. And so now I need to, re, you know, I'm going to play this recording for people who say, why aren't you doing music right now, Kenya? And I'm like, it's okay for me to take a break because yes. this break is feeding me in so many other ways. And to me, it's like, it's a break, but it's not really, it's just like, I'm, I'm just living, you know, it's like I have all these other things. And so while you may publicly or on Facebook or Instagram only know me as this, Oh my God, I have all these other things that I've always been. I just didn't post it and publish it per se, you know? And so now this, you know, quote unquote break is just a way for me to dig deeper. So I I really super duper appreciate you saying that. And I hope that non-artists can, I'm doing this art voices mattering, letting artists talk more personally, not just what we see on, you know, TV per se, but to really to to better understand the wholeness of an artist and why we approach artistry the way we do and why we don't do certain things. So that was, you fed right into my hands, right into my cup. And there's such a thing, (laughs) there's such a thing as balance and we all need balance. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go into, all right, finding this voice of being a chef. Okay. Because, and you said you, you alluded to it saying that your mom, you know, you were heavily influenced and she poured into that, but you know, a lot of people cook well and they cook, you know, for their families and they, you know, that's their little side They but they not open it up, pop up and brick and mortar, actual branded stores and restaurants and products. So what made you how did you decide not not to just really because I know you personally I've ever since I met you you've always loved cooking so this is another thing that this isn't new so those of you who are like not at all not at all he's always been into cooking um and I think you know I told you it's because of me that you you know even started deep seeing but that's okay that's a joke that's a running joke but what made you decide to step into this part of your voice or yourself on such a major level in terms of, and, and you can describe to people a little bit more about Deep Sea Vegan. Yeah, sure. So um, what made, what really allowed me to walk into it further, um, just to back up a little bit, um, in 1990, let's see, uh, I moved from Denver to Nashville in 1994. Uh, I grew up in Denver, which is, which is, hopefully we'll get to the story that Kenya alluded to earlier. <laughs> um, I didn't know that I knew Kenya, but but I apparently I, we, we our cross <laughs> our paths cross, but we'll get back to that. So mm-hmm. left Denver in '94, moved to Nashville to pursue um, a career in the music industry. Upon 
arriving in Nashville, um, we didn't really, myself, my twin brother, my sister, when I say we, that's what I'm referring to, we didn't really know a lot of people here or much about um, what we were going to do. We just knew we wanted to be in a city that was conducive to the music industry, strictly gospel, which at the time we were strictly and heavily into the gospel side of the music industry. Well, um, we had to get an apartment, we had to eat, we had to live. So <laughs> first job I got was bakery chef at Vanderbilt University. And uh, I got that job, um, literally I walked in and um, explained to them that I've been cooking and baking all my life. My, my mother was a self-taught country girl cook, but she was also a certified culinary chef. She went to culinary school at Western Kentucky University. So she was the best of both worlds. She was a bad mm -hmm. self-taught country girl from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And then she went and got a degree in culinary arts as a chef. So mm -hmm. you can imagine, you know, yeah. I, I, all of us that know about country girls from Mississippi that can cook. <laughs> and then they go, then they got the audacity to go get a culinary degree. That's a dangerous girl in the kitchen. Okay. So he was the one that, 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 just really poured into me from the time I was young to she just saw that I had the, a natural gift of cooking. So started at, at, at Vanderbilt as a bakery chef. Um, like I said, I walked in, they asked me to make a, a basic chocolate cake from scratch. That was kind of my resume, if you will. I didn't have an actual resume. Um, mm. Outside of me telling them all the things I could do and what I've done. <laughs> and nice. they showed me around the kitchen, Kenya, walked away, came back an hour later, took a bite of that cake and said, when can you start? And that's a true story. <laughs> no exaggeration. So then... Um. Shortly thereafter, um, some people were asking me um, to make some cookies for them. Um, it was just some friends of ours, which I did. And then they they called. This is before we had cell phones. So they would page me and say, "Hey, um, call me back, you know, on a pager." And then you know, "Hey, my neighbor tasted your cookies. They want some." And 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 his neighbor and his cousin. And so next thing you know, I started this little cookie business called Duffy's Mad Dozens. This was in 1995. Oh, and wow. so I I literally so this this is all not new. And so I literally, so my sister Michelle and I at the time, we were roommates because we had just moved to Nashville together. We we're both single. So we were living together. My twin brother had just got married. So he and his wife were together. So Michelle and I, I we were in this little apartment uh, in Nashville, and I had like 50 pound bags of sugar, 50 pound bags of flour. Uh, this before I was vegan. So it was all regular stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would be getting pages, like people would page me. And then I call them back. They give me, I had like printed out order sheets as before the, the technology was advanced, so I'd have these printed out sheets. I'd write down the order, and I, I seriously, I would be filling orders to like two and three in the morning. Oh my god! Filling orders. So after about four or five months, um, and it was a nice little side hustle, but it was so time consuming. Yeah. So, so I pretty much never came back to that until this thing called COVID happened in 20, <laughs> 2020, right? And so working in the television and film industry and music industry and any industry, really, everything right. shut down. I came to a crashing halt. Right. And yeah. so the idea had kind of been in my mind for a while, but I was just too busy. I had too much going on. Yeah. I think COVID was a blessing in a lot of ways to a lot of people that yes. maybe they do or don't realize. I realize it. And so... Um, in terms of the name, I started scuba diving about 10 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. And I started, which I know is not so common in the African-American community, but mm -hmm. I've always loved to swim. I'm a great open water swimmer. And so I got into scuba diving and I fell in love with it. I mean, I fell deep in love with it. And so I started mm -hmm. advancing my training. I'm now a certified rescue diver. And so I'm segueing that to say that I had this concept as 
with my love for scuba diving and my love for cooking and baking, I kind of brought those two passions together and created what's called deep sea vegan. And so wow. people were always saying, well, what is, you know, are, are, is it seafood? I said, well, I'm a scuba diver. I'm a deep, oh, you're a deep sea scuba diver. <laughs> okay. And then you see the logo that there's a, a, a scuba right. diver holding a plane. Right. So, so, so COVID, to answer your question, came, came along. And so all of a sudden, all these promotional things that I worked for record companies over the years and so all this stuff, doing radio, it just all came to a halt. So I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe <laughs> I can like try to give this a, a shot. And I think, Kenya, mm. because you know me, you know, I'm not doing anything small. That's just no. not who I am. I, they just, don't know that. I, I, I'm not surprised, but yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't say that like in an arrogant way. I just say that that's just how, uh, first of all, we grew up, about sibling and I, very poor, homeless, um, lived in mm. shelter homes, uh, lived in, you know, I mean, we had it bad, single parent home. And so I think a lot of it has to do with with the way that that myself, my twin brother, Kelvis, I'm sister Michelle have attacked life, um, perhaps maybe as overachievers, but I think that when you come from certain backgrounds, it forms you to think in a certain way. And yeah. so for, for me and for my siblings and I, we have always felt like we're never gonna do anything small and we're never going back to where, where we were at that time. Mm-hmm. And and just a quick word of encouragement for anyone who has come from that background or maybe is, is struggling with things even now, right? Mm. Your today is not your tomorrow, meaning that mm. regardless of where you are in life, that doesn't, that's not the totality of where you're gonna be. So Absolutely. never let no one, never let anyone speak negativity over your life based on where you've been or where you currently are. That does not mm. reflect tomorrow, the future. It does not. So I want to say that yeah. again. That does not at all. No, no. At all. L- determine your tomorrow. Absolutely. And and the way that Kendall is talking, I know I want people to understand because I've known you now. Oh my goodness. We met in 2013. So it's been like 11 years, which no, wow. nine years. No, wait, nine years. it's not tw- um, nine years, almost 10 yeah. years. It'll yeah, be 10 years yeah. next year. Um, This is how Kendall, like, this is how he talks in our just sitting up talking on the phone. Like this is, this is who he is. This is not just, okay, I'm on the podcast. No, 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 no. Let me, let me tell you something, Kenya. Yeah. Negativity is contagious and so is positivity. Mm. Um, I just, I'm at a place in life where I'm going, I choose positivity. I choose to be forward thinking. I choose to show love um, and constantly trying to be a better person. So um, yeah. When, when we did Deep Sea Vegan, like I said, we're not going to just do anything just to do it. <laughs> and so um, we actually just closed on our first building. We just bought our first building. Oh um, this gosh. information hasn't gone public yet, but this is going to be the first of many. And so I'm saying that with much intentionality, the first of mm-hmm. many. Um, wow. In Nashville, in Atlanta, South Florida, um, we're going to revolutionize the uh, plant-based world. Um uh, the three of us just were recently in New York City at the World Plant-Based Expo, which was amazing on so many levels. Mm. And so many things developed just from that trip. Um, but we have a lot of things in the works. Um, and my brother and I still have new music coming out in 2023, Cloud9. We we have an album that we uh, finished before COVID that was never released. And we decided to wait, yeah. Um, yeah. especially now with, with the food and beverage thing taking off until we're at a place where we can really focus on that. But the beauty of it, is when you do music that doesn't date itself or just more yes. kind of what I call real quality music, like what, like your stuff, Kenya, yeah. then, you know, like 
when people hear our music next year, they would probably, if they don't know us personally and know the story, they're going to say, oh, they probably just recorded a few months ago. Right. I, I don't say that arrogantly. I'm just saying that when you use live instruments, when you, <laughs> when you have real melodies, you know, it just sounds, it doesn't it's sound timeless. Dated. It doesn't sound no, like, it's timeless. you know, like as a part of a certain era, it just sounds like great, fresh music. Right. Right. And so that's what we do. And so that's the school that I come from in terms of, of my musical mentors and my musical influences. Oh, my gosh. You just said so many things and I need so much <laughs> more time, but we're, we're going to have to wrap up soon. But I want to highlight, you know, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, we pre-record these um, episodes. And so um, by the time, you know, this comes out, maybe it will be public, maybe not. But I appreciate you sharing it with our audience. And that's a massive feat. I, I saw yeah. you go from the idea to pop up, looking for a place just to do maybe one pop up one Sunday, just to yeah. see what it would feel like. Yeah. And then to have regular pop ups and now to have brick and mortar and have investors yeah. and all the things. Yeah. And, I, and I'll, I'll say this real quick, that, that we bought the building. And, and I say that because I think it's important as African-Americans to understand yeah. the importance of ownership. And so yes. um, we were going the route of investors. That didn't work out. That didn't discourage gotcha. us. We gotcha. bought it ourselves, okay? Oh, wow. One third across the board, okay? And we're going to buy every building that, that we move into, we're going to buy. We're not going to own, we're not going to rent, we're not going to lease. And, yeah. and I'm saying all this because I want to empower you not to brag or boast. So if you yeah. hear it that way, then you might want to check yourself. Where I'm coming from is to encourage you and to inspire you that we as a people, especially people of color, need to get into the mindset of ownership. We yes. had people that wanted to put a lot of money into us which showed us one thing. People with a lot of money are only going to put money into things that they see a lot of potential in, which is why we decided to pull back and do it ourselves. Yeah. Which we did. Wow. Wow. No, it's huge. It's huge on so many levels. And what's even bigger, you know, relevant to this podcast is that this was done at midlife after 40. And I think so many times people will feel as though once they're hitting this stage, it's like, well, I guess I just better retire or let me just get ready to retire. And here you are beginning. Don't come around me with that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the one. You you are, you are my friend. You are my brother. You are a mentor. Honestly, when I go, I too, I'm like, I can't go small. I, I, I gotta go, I gotta go big. And sometimes I will tell myself, I'll be like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, I wish I was just normal. You know, and I'm like, no, Kenya. And, and not to say anything, you know, about normal, but I realize this is how I'm wired. And, yeah. you know, watching people like you and your family, Michelle and Calvis just really do the dang thing and never, never take it in some small, but always, you know, doing it in a meaningful, thoughtful big way. I mean, it's just really huge. So, Thank all right, you. we are going to have to wrap up, but I want to be able, there's, there's two things that I, I need you to be able to share with the audience um, or maybe three. Um, one is what do you do to take care of yourself, your self-care? I mean, this is a lot. You're doing a lot. How, how, what does self-care look like for you? That's an easy one. Scuba diving. Um, I alluded to it earlier. I, I, it may sound kind of, kind of cliche, but honestly, um, scuba diving is one of the most surreal, peaceful, wonderful things I, I, I've gotten into. And I've become so uh, fond of the ocean and so aware of the importance of the ocean, the importance of mm-hmm. coral reefs. But to be uh, below the surface and one thing that you have to do when you're breathing underwater is you have to breathe really slowly. Um, and I learned that when you breathe slowly, 
it actually is there's a chemical reaction that happens inside of us when we breathe slowly. And you probably know some of this from things you've done. Mm -hmm. um, breathing slowly and deeply actually brings a certain uh, balance to us. And psychologically and mentally, it gives us the ability to relax and think better. And so mm -hmm. when I'm scuba diving, because you have to breathe that way, um, I'm in a tranquil environment where I'm, where I'm weightless and I'm breathing so slow and relaxed and seeing things that most people will never see. And mm -hmm. that's a big part of what I do um, for self-care. Wow. You know, I never really thought of it that way in terms of, you know, I'm always scared for you. I'm like, don't let the fish eat you, Kendall, you know, but <laughs> but what you're talking about is a deep breathing and, you know, deep breathing is, you know, breath is life. That's that's sure. what divides us from being alive and not is the ability to have breath. So, yeah, yeah the deep breathing just keeps us in a presence and a calm and a zen and, sure. you know, meditation, yoga, Absolutely. these different things require lots of, of breath work. And sure. even singing, honestly, music requires breath work. And if you do it, if you actually use your breathing, there's there's this kind of high that you experience as a singer in live time. So yeah, huge. Okay, awesome. And then the the next song. This is this is gonna be hard for you. Next question. Oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I I gave it to you ahead of time, but I don't think you probably saw it. But if you had to pick a theme song, like a song that just when you hear it, it just, it's like your theme, it's your jam, it's your, th you, you love it. Cause we are creating a Spotify playlist. What would that song be? And of course you're an artist, so I'm gonna include your other music too. But if there was one that's maybe not a song that you've done, is there a sure. song that just really pumps you up? Of course. There's okay. a song called Off the Wall from the album Off the Wall <laughs> by I Michael Jackson. I wonder who that is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, cause some people just think of the album Off the Wall, but the song Off the Wall from the album Off the Wall which really, uh, first of all, the rhythms in that song just just really excite me. I mean, I'm a musical person, as you know, Kenyon. So when I hear the rhythm, rhythms and the arrangements and the horns and, and the syncopation, it does something to me. But then when you listen to the lyrics, and it's really talking about living life free and off the wall, you know, um, mm. life ain't so bad at all, living yeah. off the wall. And so when you when you really delve into what he's saying and the energy behind it, it's kind of like be carefree, don't get bogged down, you know, um, by the nine to five, which I interpreted just the grind of, of the day to day of life, whatever that may be for you. Um, yeah. Just live life freely and, and live life uh, in a way that makes you feel good. Um, live it off the wall. And so that's my that's my thing. That's my song. Ah, I love that. And I've always known that because, of course, I pay attention to lyrics. And, you know, that's that's why that song is so good on so many levels. So I'm glad sure. you just broke that down because now everybody's going to go back. <laughs> They're going to go listen to it and have Please a different do. perspective and context. No, I love it. I love it. Well, you have been wonderful. We didn't even. So in our bonus, we're going to do a bonus and we will share in the bonus how we actually knew each other before we knew we knew each other. Um, so if you really want to be able to hear that story, you have to join our Patreon, which again, it's in the show notes how to join. But if you go to findingyourvoice.com, I'm sorry, that's wrong. If you go to patreon.com slash findingyourvoice, you can join, you can watch the video, you'll see what Kendall looks like, you'll see you know, more of me, and then you'll hear the bonus of things. So how can people follow you and make sure that they are finding out how to get your good food and all the things. What's the best way? So the best way to, uh, on social media, I have a Facebook page, which is my name, 
Kendall Duffy, K-E-N as in Nancy, D as in David, A-L-L, Duffy, D as in David, U, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, I-E. And that may sound a little monotonous, but coming from the music industry, <laughs> I learned always to be very clear when you're giving out social media, yeah. when I, yeah. when I uh, work with artists and have them doing interviews. So I'm doing what I would tell them to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, on the artistic side for Cloud9, um, on Facebook, we have our artist slash fan page, Cloud9 with a K. K-L-O-U-D, the numeral nine. Also on Instagram, Cloud9, K-L-O-U-D, the numeral nine. Um, on Facebook, for Deep Sea Vegan, it's Deep Sea Vegan, that's D-E-E-P. Then the word C as in ocean, S-E-A, and then vegan as in plant-based, V-E-G-A-N. Same thing on Instagram, Deep Sea Vegan. Um, there you'll be able to follow um, both sides of, of, my, of my life, which is, uh, yeah. you know, music and and, and cooking, and also on the deep sea vegan pages, you're pretty much going to get three three basic things. You're going to see pictures of our food, of things that I'm developing, things I'm cooking. You're going to see uh, pictures and videos of me scuba diving, and my brother, who's also a, a certified scuba diver, not as into it as I am, but he's into mm-hmm. it. And so you'll see our scuba diving videos, and you'll see things that are all about positivity, whether it be positive uh, affirmations, whether it be just a good word for the day things dealing with family, but all things positive. So food, scuba diving, and positivity. Um, Yes. And that's what we're all about. And he's, and, and, and for real, and you'll get to go in the ocean. You'll get to go in the ocean. You will get to see, because he always has his video camera and he has, he shows us this life underneath the world that is, it really does look amazingly magical. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm so glad that you do that and allow us to, to go on the adventure with you. So that's why thank I do you it. for it. Yeah. That's why I do it. You know, it, the world is 75% water and 25% land. And so um, for those who <laughs> maybe are interested or just curious, I like to show things and educate people. Like, like people are always wondering, well, how long does it take to get down? How long does it take to go, to go back up and this? So I try to do things and actually make little educational videos um, right. to help people to kind of walk into that world just for a moment through me right. um, and then right. seeing the coral reefs and the, and the tropical fish and even the sharks sometimes it comes by, I mean, they're in the water, um, but I've learned so much. I've learned so much about sharks and there's such a myth about sharks that Hollywood has given us through Jaws and other movies. Yeah. And, and I get it, yeah. you know, but um, there's also a, a whole other side that's more what I call the reality side of what that is, um, yeah. which I try to, to um, share um, as an actual diver that enters the water on a regular basis and comes in t- contact with sharks on a regular basis. Um, and other amazing marine life. I mean, I've seen seahorses, manatees, uh, spotted mm-hmm. eagle rays, things that most people will never see up close and, and in, in my face in the right. wild. It's an amazing experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh my gosh. I, you, you inspire me. I, I ain't getting in the ocean at the bottom, but I'm gonna keep watching your videos okay. and keep giving you so much love and support because, you know, we need to, to, to hear these stories because while I may not go scuba diving, there may be this other thing that I really, really love, but I don't do it enough and I need sure. to do more of it for self-care. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Don't jump off yet. You're going to stay okay. tight, but for our audience listening on the podcast on Spotify and Apple, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have been inspired. If this didn't inspire you, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, And for the artists who are listening, you know, I hope this really gave you so much more to think through in terms of your careers and, and not giving up 
um, thinking that you, you know, you hit one wall, you can't make it or what have you. You, you really, there's, there's tons of opportunity out here. It's just a matter of getting the support, um, being resilient, um, and, and just really being intentional, which I think you have really talked about. So thank you, Kenya, you. for, for doing this. And I applaud you once again for stepping out. Um, after 40 and doing other things and spreading your wings and showing the different colors of your peacock feathers. I applaud you. <laughs> I love it. I have peacock feathers. I love it. All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast and share on social media using hashtag finding your voice after 40 to submit questions, email info at finding your voice after 40.com.